Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, November 11th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. A lot to get into as usual, especially uh, as usual the day before a game. Let's get to this, though. Um, Jay, but what's your concern level with Ohio State's running backs? Not just tomorrow against Indiana, but just going down the stretch here with uh, Travion Mayan. They've been like kind of like banged up here and there. You know, they've been kind of like rotating games, like sitting out and, and whatnot um what's your concern level here with Ohio State's running backs health situation I will say my my concern level is probably around a five day um can we get both of these guys together I mean one's in one's out one's in one's out that's kind of been the story over the last several weeks and I truly believe because they aren't playing week in and week out Dave it does impact their um their readiness. So I feel like every time they come back, they have to knock off a little bit of rust and just getting that cohesion with the offensive line. I think that's been missing the last couple of weeks, but as far as Henderson and Williams, I think they both play better when both guys are on the field that they can really spill off each other. Mayan played his uh, most snap or had his most carries that he's ever had last week. Um, I don't think he's a hundred percent healthy. During the Penn State game, you look at Henderson when he broke off that long run. He didn't look all the way healthy. So hopefully this week, both guys can go ahead and get in there and split the carries. Because I think one thing that uh, hurts them, Davis, I don't know if those guys are built to hold up to 20, 25 carries each right now with the injuries lingering. Let's move on to this. So Ohio State's offensive line, like, where are you at with this? And if, if something needs to improve, is it the scheme? Is it something Justin Fry is not doing? Are they not nasty enough? Just what – if you needed – you can name more than one thing, but obviously. But yeah. like, what's something that needs to improve here, Jay Book, on the O-line? I mean, you can talk about the nastiness, and I, I do think there's a little bit to that when it comes to, you know, at the end of the day, getting a hat on a hat and knocking somebody off the football – but I also think the scheme does those guys a disservice. I think the way Ohio State running scheme is as being a zone blocking scheme just doesn't suit this offensive line. I feel like they need to be more gap uh, running team. Get those big offensive linemen getting up to the second level and getting a hat on a hat and blowing guys off the football. When they're blocking sideways, they're just not good at it. 
You look at Paris Johnson, I think he's athletic enough to do this. I think Matthew Jones is struggling uh, with his injury, the foot or the ankle, whatever it is. Uh, but I don't think he is mobile enough and agile enough to really do any type of damage when it comes to the zone blocking scheme. And right now, if you look at it, Dave, it's embarrassing. I mean, at, at the first half in the game against Northwestern, Williams had 21, uh, 12 carries for 21 yards against an undersized Northwestern team. I mean, you got defensive tackles that are 260 in there. If you're going to try to win this national championship, that will not cut it against Georgia, who is going to be bigger, more athletic, and more gap sound than what you're going to see against any other team in the Big Ten, including Michigan. So to me, I think, you know, just the attitude of the offensive line, I don't know, it's questionable. You look at some of the effort, DeWan struggling to get to the second level on some of those short yardage runs, and his guys was just basically scraping free uh, and stuffing my arm behind the, the line of scrimmage. So I do think a little bit of nastiness there. But, you know, you look at what they did against Notre Dame, Dave, and just heading into the bye week, it was a dominant performance. They controlled the clock against Notre Dame, and for whatever reason, they have taken a dramatic step back. There are, there are a lot of people that believe Ohio State's rushing attack is, is pretty given, meaning that whatever they line up in, teams have a beat on what they're going to do when it comes to running the football. So the question is, can Ryan Day adapt? Is he going to be stubborn? and continue to beat his head against the door with a rushing attack that is not adequate right now. If other teams have the beat on you, you got to switch it up. You got you to throw some wrinkles in there. Now, I'm curious to see how much they're going to be able to use CJ in the run game. I would say at least let CJ carry the ball two times a game to get it on tape for Michigan so that the defensive ends have to respect his legs and they're not just crashing down the line of scrimmage just enough to keep the opposing defense honest. All right. So is this the week Emeka Ibuka takes one back to the house on a kick return or a punt return? I give a little shout out to Jalen Marshall, the last <laughs> one to do it against Indiana, no less, eight years ago, the national championship season. Jalen Marshall had three touchdowns that game. Buckeye has not returned a kick or a Buckeye has not returned a kick or a punt for a touchdown since then. Emeka had one earlier this year that was called back. They had two penalties on the play. Um, is this the week he gets it done? I, I'm not. I'm not betting on it, Dave. I mean, our special teams have taken a step back this year. I believe uh, our punt return is and kickoff returns like in the the bottom five percent of all of college football. So it's been pretty poor this year when it comes to being able to use the return game to really flip the field. If they can get one, I would be pleasantly surprised. But if I had to bet, I would say no. Yeah, I hear you. That that would be a you get you get good odds if you did. Like I don't know, I don't know what if I was a bookie, what I, I don't know, put like plus eight hundred on it. I don't know. Yeah, um, but maybe this is the week. I don't know. I feel he's going to break one eventually. All right, the game is fifteen days away. Uh, obviously, tomorrow, Maryland in eight days, and then the game fifteen days away. What is your confidence level one to ten on Ohio State winning the game fifteen days from now? I'm at a seven, Dave. I, I believe Ohio State still has certain flaws, certain kinks that they need to really uh, get ironed out before that game. But I find it hard to believe that Ohio State will lose two two in a row to that team up north, 
especially at home. I truly believe that uh, Ryan Day has something in the back pocket there that he's not showing. I said it uh, this week. I got Ohio State winning 34-24. I think uh, it's going to be a game here where Ohio State will pull away late. The, the thing that I'm going to be most interested in, Dave, is if Ohio State jumps out on Michigan, how would they react? They have not been put in a situation to where the game is on J.J.'s shoulders. Well, mm -hmm. For whatever reason, and I don't understand why, they do not want that kid to be throwing the football. He's throwing, you know, he's digging and dunking for 120, 125 yards a game. If Ohio State is able to get up there, slow Corum down, slow Edwards down in the running game, and get up 14 nothing, get up, you know, 17 to 7, can can they lead a drive off JJ's arm? That's what I'm curious to see. So I, I I feel good going into this game, Dave. I know a lot of people have a nasty taste in their mouth after the Northwestern game. I still think the offensive line has yet to play their best football. I just find it very hard to believe that Ohio State would not be ready for that Michigan game. They've heard all the talk all season, all off season. They've talked about toughness, and it all stems from Michigan calling them out, calling the program a finesse program, calling them soft. And I, I just think that all of that buildup is going to be an opportunity for Ryan Day to really right the ship. I will say this, Dave, this is a legacy game. This is this right here is a legacy game for Ryan Day, and it's a legacy game for C.J. Stroud. Ohio State fans would not let him live it down if he loses two in a row. And because the stakes are so high, I have Ohio State winning by uh, at least two scores here in Columbus. I'm going nine on my confidence meter. And I would have Ooh. said ten in the offseason. Okay, 10. Dave, let's go. Like I really, I mean, like. You got to come to Columbus. Like the last thing they, they won in Columbus was 2000. Yeah. Uh, and Ohio State will be favored in this game. I have no doubt about it. It's going to be here in 15 days. I mean, I'm, you said it all. Like I, the, the way you described it sounded at least like an eight to me. You said seven. Yeah. Uh, but, but you said, but the way you described it is kind of what I'm thinking too. But I'm going to go with a nine. Like, listen, I'm not ruling Michigan out. That's why I'm not going 10 or nine and a half. Um, right. A little wiggle room there. They're certainly better than what I thought they'd be. I have no doubt Ohio State has been sandbagging some stuff and some saving some stuff. Michigan's been saving some, some stuff, too. I have no doubt about that. I feel like Ohio State's been saving some more. And the revenge factor, the fact that it's it's at Ohio Stadium, and I, I do feel like Ohio State has the better roster, better coaching staff. You add it all up. I'm a 9 out of a 10. But, like I said, Jay Book, I would have given it a 10 out of 10 during the offseason. So, we'll yeah. see what I, I just think I just think in this situation, Dave, that – Everything that's at stake. You think about Ryan Day, though. He's really good in those get-back games. When Dabo was running his mouth, you know, saying that they shouldn't even shouldn't even be a top ten team, the way Dabo had them ranked. He, they, you know, they they took that personal, and they came out and his, he put his foot up Dabo's. You know what? And they came out and played, um, ticked off Ohio State football. Those guys were flying around. And I view this as a similar situation. Jim Harbaugh was talking smack. You know, the program was calling Ohio State out, calling them a soft Big 12 type of program. The talks have been all off season about who is the tougher team. Um, and I will say this, Dave, at the end of the day, 
for the last, you know, 18, 20 years, the team whoever rushes the most usually wins this football game. So can Jim Knowles and that defense slow them down? If they slow them down and CJ gets to cooking with that offense, I truly believe that it's going to put Michigan in an uncomfortable situation that they have yet to experience all this season, which is, hey, abandon a run, a kid that in JJ that we haven't asked to do much all season now on the biggest stage in front of the probably, I would say, Dave, this is the biggest Ohio State Michigan game since 06. Mm-hmm. Asking him to come in there, which is going to be a very loud atmosphere to sling it around the football field to get back in the game. So that's what I, and I would say this day, if Ohio State wins to toss, take the football, take the football and put the, put the gas down right away. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's force Michigan to get out of their comfort zone because if Michigan gets the ball first, what are they going to do, Dave? They're going to try to have a seven minute drive to keep Ohio State's offense off the field. So that's why I think it's imperative for Ohio State to strike fast um, strike early and force Michigan to abandon the ball control, milking the clock, which they want to do. I love that. It's just almost like a default for like football coaches to say, oh, we win the toss. We're going to defer. Like there's a lot to be said now. There's a risk. But like, you know, you know, scared money don't make money. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, like there is something to be said about getting out in front getting that confidence, putting the other team behind the eight ball, and then seeing what happens. And by the way, you mentioned J.J. McCarthy not being able to throw the ball down the field. Um, Not accurate down the field. Now, he does a lot well. He throws the ball underneath well. He dink and dunk very well. He can run the ball. But he's not accurate down the field. We have to remember also, as you know, Jay Book, he's coming off off off-season shoulder surgery on his throwing arm. I mean, that is obviously a huge deal for a quarterback. Like That's like (laughs) – People don't even really talk about that much. Like you hear, you're like, oh, but oh yeah, he had offseason sh- like shoulder surgery on his right arm. So yeah, I mean, if Ohio State can get up and force JJ to try and throw the ball down the field, I mean, especially at Ohio Stadium, it's going to be crazy in there. It is going to be absolutely crazy. All right, so we talked about that. We'll get to Indiana in a second. I want to ask you about this though. I love this. So we were we were close. We we predicted. Well, you predicted all the upsets last week, and you're oh man, you you'll take two out of three though. <laughs> will lose you predicted Clemson would lose like I love it um so Bama's out I mean it would take like LSU losing like at Arkansas and losing at Mississippi State and Bama winning out I mean LSU might lose one of those games I seriously doubt they're gonna lose both I hope not so Bama is pretty much out I mean right you could say they're out period Clemson pretty much out I I love it how great was that it was awesome Dave just to get those uh teams out of there uh Bama shoot they got to go to Ole Miss this weekend. That's not a given. Uh, Lane Kiffin, he usually can really dial it up against Nick Saban. I'm curious to see how uh, invested this Alabama team is, knowing that they're out of the hunt here. So the, I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss beat them this weekend. But, yeah, just getting them out of there. Uh, Dabo, the way they're running that offense, the way they're running that program, it, it's you knew it was just a matter of time that the house of cards fold there. And just getting Clemson out of there really helps, uh, you know, Ohio State and Michigan. I was actually almost drove my car off the road, Dave. I was listening to ESPN on XM, and they said the way things are shaking out, there is a very good chance that even the loser of Ohio State and Michigan might get in the playoffs. Like, they're saying that, you know, depending on how how it goes with TCU, if TCU, you know, drops a game here. But if you're talking about Ohio State-Michigan classic there – then the playoff committee will be more likely 
to put a one loss Ohio State and Michigan in there, maybe over an Oregon team, which will be hard to swallow that blowout loss against Georgia. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that it really helped Ohio State getting both of those teams out of there. All right, Indiana tomorrow, another noon game. Boom, love it for you, 9 a.m. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like we talked about this? Do you like the 9 a.m. games out there? Occasionally. Uh when it when it's against some a bunch of bums, I'm like, all right, let's get it in there, get it over with and stuff. But I'm more of a mid-afternoon game. Those 330 kickoffs, I think if that's the sweet spot there. I know a lot of people don't like the uh primetime games because they don't want to deal with the anticipation all week. But for me, uh, you know, with the time change, it'll be a 10 o'clock game, so that's not too bad. But if it's a nine o'clock game i think this season played out well i think it took all the way until october until we got a big noon kickoff so that was pretty good there uh and i will say this get in blow these guys out get out of there what's the i think the weather's supposed to be pretty nasty there again this weekend dave i wouldn't say nasty i mean it's not gonna yeah. like it was i mean it's gonna be like four, 40s i don't think right. but it's gonna be dry might be a little windy it's not gonna be nasty okay ohio-ish yeah. Yeah, but I got I got the Buckeyes winning big. I my score prediction I got to uh, write it up tonight. But I think Ohio State fifty five fourteen here. I think this is a situation where they get back on track. I can see easily see CJ Stroud getting pulled, throwing four or five touchdowns there. Uh, the Heisman is at stake. A lot of Heisman voters they aren't going to ding him for that Northwestern game because of the wind and the weather. Uh, a lot of, a lot of teams or a lot of scouts also said that this is a game that they're going to throw the tape out because of the conditions with uh, Hendon hooker losing to Georgia last weekend. I still think Stroud has the trophy to lose. So right now, as you're building that momentum towards Michigan, go ahead and pad those stats, get you four or five touchdowns before the backups get in there. I will be highly upset, Dave, if we get into the fourth quarter and this is a ball game. So I'm expecting it to be a blowout here. I think Ohio State, you know, rinses the taste out of their mouth. And the one thing that I really liked that I heard this week was the offensive line staying late after practice. They're hearing all the noise, Dave. They're hearing all of the chatter that they're not very good, that they're soft up front, that Ohio State can't run the football. The fact that the offensive line is taking it upon themselves to work just a little bit extra after practice this week, I think will pay off dividends. And just as I told you, there was no chance of, of rain out. It says there's a 40% chance of rain on Saturday. <laughs> I was looking at it earlier today. It said it was going to be dry. So 40% chance of rain, high of 44, low of 33 in Columbus. So, um, sorry if I misled you there. Hopefully the 40%, hopefully we get the 60%, not the 40%. All right, before I let you go, let me get your thoughts on recruiting. Anything that you're like, can be anything. It doesn't have to be anything that's going to happen like this weekend yeah. or anything. What are you keeping a close eye on right now when it comes to Ohio State football recruiting? I think things are going to be quiet for the next two weeks, Dave. Uh, the one thing I'll keep an eye on, on that visitor list coming up for Michigan, can Ohio State quietly get Caleb Downs up there? Keon Keeley, once again, is quiet. A lot of people are thinking that the tables are slightly starting to turn towards Ohio State because there's some chatter out there that Alabama is going to have a shakeup when it comes to their defensive coordinator and defensive line coach. And that may uh, be the, the one thing that pushes Keon towards Ohio State because he has that relationship with Larry Johnson. Uh, I know Jeremiah Smith from Florida is rumored to be headed up for the Michigan game five-star number one player in the, or number two player behind Dylan Rayola in the 2024 class there. So I look at it as, hey, 
Nothing's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, but keep an eye on who's going to be visiting for the Michigan game. Great stuff as always from Jonah Booker. Really appreciate it, Jay Book. Uh, thanks to all of you for tuning in. Uh, join me tomorrow after the Ohio State-Indiana game for what we learned live right after the Ohio State-Indiana game. I'll be joined by Bill Curlick for the latest on recruiting. Uh, not a huge day, but a, a big day for recruiting for the Buckeyes. Not as big as it'll be here in two weeks for the Michigan game, but uh, I'll be joined by Bill Curlick, and then I'll be joined by Patrick Murphy and Steve Hellwagon immediately after post-game interview. So join me tomorrow for what we learned live right after the Ohio State-Indiana game. Thank you so much to Jonah Booker for his knowledge and wisdom. Always appreciate it, Jay Book. Thanks to all of you for tuning into the show. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the show tomorrow, Bucknutters. Or enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters, and the show. <laughs>